Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. What's TMS without Patreon supporters? Well, imagine the worst place you could spend your time and then multiply it by 50. Come be like Dennis, Steve Rees, and Nick B and sign up at patreon.com slash TMS today. Coming up on TMS, I'm a Dr. Matthews kind of guy. Piercing the dill pickle. Dark greetings. Rusting bitch face. No crown, no chili dog, and no Lieutenant Yar. Craig Batman. The Steve Bartman incident. Potato for now. Occasionally stained steel a chat full of karens thongs of men healthy by accident starbucks proximity rules face-to-face coin slots dredging the shallow end of the pool with wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream it's exclusive it's limited it's only at lemurs in concord through exclusive arrangements with american motors corporation mr lemur offers you up to two thousand dollars cash back two thousand dollars cash back when you buy any qualifying comanche pickup in stock two thousand dollars cash back two thousand dollars cash back two thousand dollars cash back The morning stream smells like apple pie. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for February 22nd, 2024. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Gosh dang it. Good morning. Yeah, you know what? I love I love Thursdays because it, it it means we're on the downslope, right? If the week is uh, is the hump, and yep. Wednesday's the hump day, mm-hmm. Thursday we're we're on the downslope. We're right. heading towards the weekend, and I do love the weekend. Yeah, but is the weekend a a, a ramp and a jump? You know, like a ski oh lift? yeah, I see what you're saying. No, yeah. I feel like it's the it's the pool at the bottom of the water slide. It's really what you're you're going for. It's the uh, the slide is fun, mm. but you just want to end up in that pool mm. at the bottom. Yeah, and then you can go up to the top again, do it all over. Exactly. Then Monday, you get back out, you you start, uh, you stand there like a fool sitting there dripping as you're in line with all the other uh, folks waiting to get back on the slide again. That's yep. what it is. That's what it is. So don't worry. No one should touch each other up there. Everything will be fine. <laughs> so I had a bit of a fake out yesterday at the dentist. I was supposed to go in uh, at four. It's a kind of a late appointment. But that was the best they could do. So I went in at four to have this crown taken care of and then figure out what was wrong with this upper tooth. Right. And uh, Dennis is there. Everything's fine. We're hanging out, doing whatever. And um, he goes, well, all right. Looks like you're obviously the one that's broken. We got to replace that. 
The other one, it needs some kind of buildup, and then I don't remember what he called it. It's some other thing that has to happen. I'm like, cool, all right, I'm bracing for it. Let's go get your needle out, right? It's time. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, so when do you want to do this? And I go, oh, I thought we were doing it now. Yeah, I thought, exactly. That, that was the, that's what the appointment was for. Like uh, That's what I thought. I said, I yeah. thought we were doing this now. And he goes, he goes well, normally this late, because this is about a two-hour deal uh, to get this all done, uh, and maybe a little longer, depending on how quickly you numb up. So, you know, we'd be doing this well into 6 p.m., 6.30, that sort of thing. Okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, do you want to really do that? And it felt like more they were asking if they really wanted to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, if you really demand it, we'll do it. But we're really trying to steer you into this being a uh, – we kind of get the idea of what needs to be done so we can make an appointment for and know how long it's going to take to do yeah. it. Yeah, he was basically Which, treating this like a – you know, this is a – check, not a checkup, but this is us determining a plan. And yeah, then the plan yeah. would involve another date. And, you um, know, yeah. Well, first of all, it sucks that I mean there there has to be part of you that's sitting there going, "Oh, good, they're not they're not doing it today." But then another part of you that's like, "Ah, yeah. oh, crap, that means now I have to wait and they're going to do it, you know, in the future." Like I yeah. I have to sit there and dread them doing it at some point in the future. Yeah, part of me was like, "Oh, I kind of relaxed." Yeah, yeah. But I have to do it again and I kind of wanted to just get it over with. So I was tempted to just say, "Well, can we just do it freaking now and I want to be done with this." But instead, I kind of got the vibe and went, all right, yeah. but what's our next thing? And she says, well, we've got a – someone canceled. we got an opening on Tuesday. And I said, all right, take Tuesday. And so it's Tuesday at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I and they, and they I say, and we're going to do both teeth then? She goes, oh, yeah, all good. And I said, great, let's do it. So that was kind of annoying. But here's the most annoying part. Mm-hmm. We're working on the paperwork and stuff, and she's estimating what's going to cost, and that's all a nightmare. And anyway, we're talking about all that. And she says – "Um." So you're a Dr. Matthews only kind of guy. And what she means by that is there are five dentists now at this thing. They've expanded big time. And I have it on my chart that I just want Dr. Matthews. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about all the new people. And sure. it's, and I and I said, yeah, I'm a – and they have this on my chart. And I said, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I pretty much just do him. I'm a like, Dr. Matthews kind of guy. I'm a Dr. <laughs> Matthews kind of guy. She put His name's Jeremy, so it's on the thing it says J.M., on my chart, which just means he prefers that if he can. Sure. And sure. so I said, yeah, that's true. I go, look, I've been coming to him since like 2004. So I may as well keep going to him. Right. And she goes, she goes, ha ha ha. Oh, that was my birthday. And I went, Oh, your birth. Wait, what are you saying? She goes, I was born in 2004. I'm like, shit. <laughs> are you kidding me? She's 19. Oh She's not even had her birthday. She was not even 20 yet. She's yeah. 19 years old. Yeah. She looked I don't know. She looked like she's in her 20s. She looked older. And um, and I said, well, you're just not even, a, you're a thousand years, you may as well be a thousand years younger than me in terms of like generation. Like what 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 do 19 year olds, what is, what even are you people now? What do you do? What's your culture? What do you, what are you guys up to? You know, what do you, what do you, how do you feel? Yeah. I didn't ask any of these things. <laughs> is she, now is she your hygienist or is she just behind the counter making the appointments for you What's she's the, just like an assistant uh assistant, well what, what do you okay. call it if he had done the work she would have been the side yeah, chair like handing like helping with the yep give me the the hang that suction thing over his cheek and mm-hmm. here can you hold this while i tap yeah. this in with a hammer that's what she'd make sure i have a big rubber blocker on the back of my mouth yeah. the whole time yeah the the dental dam deal I hate yeah. that effing thing 
Oh, makes, I do too. I can't. I feel like I can't breathe. It makes me freak out. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. So and it's bad enough, like you know, sitting there with your mouth wide open and then trying to like trying to use that little muscle that controls whether you breathe through your nose or your mouth. And then it's like, okay, I think I got it. It's like a delicate balance that that feels like, yeah, well, at least for me, I have to focus on it. Because if I relax it, it's probably similar to why I have to do a sleep apnea thing. I have a soft palate, a very soft palate. Mm. Um, and uh, if I relax it, then that that just wants to go. Yeah, and, and like, so it almost feels like I can feel my throat cutting off air. Yes, yeah. I hate that feeling so much. Yeah. And then if my nose is at all stuffy, I'm effed. Cause I can't, right. I'm letting them. Like, oh yeah. yeah. And at one point, like <laughs> exactly. last time I was in there, I was kind of breathing through my throat and that must be weird for them because I'm going, <sighs> Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and their, their uh, little mirror on a stick gets uh, fogged up and they have to keep, you know, they come and rub it, clean it on a, on a cloth or whatever and mm-hmm. put it back in and then do pull it out makes a little <laughs> sound when they do it yeah yes <laughs> but uh anyway it was kind of lame because i was really hoping to be over with this and i don't want to think about it yeah. anymore and now i gotta think about yeah. it until tuesday so anyway tuesday i'll go back tuesday you know that's another thing i'm kind of surprised i get these things well all right so we need to schedule a new appointment let's see our next available thing is going to be uh august looks like mm-hmm. like wow yeah, usually it's bad. So sometimes I, because he's in demand, I usually, I have to wait sometimes. But this cancellation opened up and that's why Tuesday. So I got lucky. But even then it would have, it would have probably been another week or something. He still, he would have figured out a way, but still it was just like, oh, we're not doing it now. How, why, why do I feel both relieved and irritated at the same time? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I went out and got poor choices in food and went home. <sighs> Oh no! What did you get? I just got a burger somewhere. It was fine. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it wasn't not, a wasn't a twenty four dollar Argentinian bison burger though. No, sure. if I could have, I. I mean, you made me hungry I, yesterday. I I'm going to take that. a picture of that damn thing the next time I get it, and it's certainly not going to be. You know, we do we go to this trivia place every couple of weeks, and I get this burger maybe once every couple months. Yeah, at like every eight weeks or something. But um, next time I get, it, I got to take a picture of this thing. It is a work of art. Yeah, man. They have like they jam a big like a knife through the top of it and pierce a dill pickle that's like mm. the crunchiest, best dill pickle. <laughs> this ain't no pulling it out of a Klassen jar. I think this guy. I mean, the dude one chopped. You know, he's a good. Uh, he's a he's a he knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's real bison, a, I guess. Right. Real bison. Yep. Mm. They don't just call it that. <laughs> no, it's, it's like bison, kind of like crab at the sushi place that's spelled with a K. It's oh, like, right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So. California roll contains cucumber and or avocado and crab. crab. <laughs> By that, we mean cod torn that's up to right, pieces exactly. and flavored oh, like ocean whitefish. Yeah. Ocean whitefish. <laughs> that's been pinkified on one side. Yeah. It sounds so much better than it is. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we got a couple of things from some folks at home. Let's read these. Yeah, let's let's hear what they have to say. Sven Cheers. from Sven from baseball camp wrote in. <laughs> okay. I love his, I love his name. He's also a supporter yeah. of the show, and it's always fun to see his name. Uh, it's about that down with the sickness thing where disturbed had to cancel a show. Oh yeah, yeah. A headline. Um, he says, uh, "Dark greetings, Scientology and burp." <laughs> All right. Oh, so much to just parse in that first 
the sentence, just yeah. the salutation has has a lot going on. Dark greetings. Yeah. Dark greetings. And wow. Scientology and Scientology burp. and burp. You're not even the guy that burps that much. No, no. Not and, sure. Well, not 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 on camera. Not and, on, uh, yeah, and neither of us microphone. are Scientology uh, uh, no. uh, folks. But uh, right. it's not like it has anything. I mean, I've read ahead. I've I've, I've uh, cheated and I've read ahead his email, and and there's no Scientology or burp related to mm-hmm. what he says. Usually, people when they do the the S and B thing. Anyway, all right. Let's let's get to this. I'm Start starting to this. I'm starting to assume that Sven might not even be from baseball camp at this point. May not even be really. Sven might be Sven. Sven might be AI. Like oh might shit! Be, this just might be. Uh, hey, Chat GPT, write me a greeting to two guys whose initials are S and B, and come up with different words for it. Blah, blah, blah. That's Dark about reading, right. Scientology and burp. That's about it. That's about right. Well, Sven, he, uh, Sven says this regarding news episode or the news story in the episode twenty six hundred with the down with the sickness headline. I had a similar golden headline opportunity when I was an intern at my local paper. Some schmo named Craig Batman. He says, yes, that is that guy's name. <laughs> Craig Batman. Uh-huh. I wonder if you went, if it was like Batman or something. Bat- probably Batman. Yeah. It's almost worse. <laughs> Do you remember Steve Bartman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve Bartman. The guy who's, Steve Bartman. The guy who will go down in infamy as the, caught the, caught the ball that would have been the home, the home run winning, uh, ball for the, uh, Shit, was it the Yankees? Can't remember who it was. Do you the one that dipped but, way out in front of the player? Yeah, yeah, he had the front row seat and he dipped way down and caught the ball. Like, mm. oh, right, it was a foul ball. Was it a foul ball or was it a. I don't know. I remember yeah. a guy scooping out way out and everyone was mad at him. Everyone was mad at him because yeah. if he hadn't have done that, the Cubs would have won. Well, Cubs would have won. Yeah. Ooh. And the Cubs never win. So you can't take it away from them when they're going to win. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, he said, uh, okay, so it's Craig Batman. Yes, that was his name. Was thrown in the clink for drunk driving. And so the headline was Batman arrested for DUI. Found its way to the top of the police section. Uh, also, the show has its moments. Potato for now. Sven from baseball camp. <laughs> See? Potato for now. Yeah. He's, he, he's this guy, this guy talks, in, ri- he right talks in riddles yeah. and, and uh, strange uh, cryptic sayings. I don't know what's going on with Sven in baseball camp. Right. Exactly. But, but we like him. So keep these coming there, Sven. And we hope baseball camp's going well for you right now. Uh, Haley, right? Haley? Hallie. Sorry, I was. I jumped over. I really quickly wanted to get the the, the details on Steve Bartman because we got so much information thrown at us that none of this seems correct. And then I'm I'm, I'm reading the chat saying, "Oh, is the Cubs? Nope, he was a foul, was a foul ball. It was this. Well, yeah, so was, what was uh, the deal? During, it's the Cubs versus the Marlins, uh, um, postseason, 2003 postseason, and he uh, caught a fly ball and potentially affected the outcome of the game. Uh, Chicago was leading 3-0 in the eighth inning, holding a three games to two lead in the best of seven series. Marlins batter hit a fly ball into foul territory in left field. Uh, the outfielder, Cubs outfielder, was about to catch the ball, yeah. but Steve Bartman deflected it, and then the umpire judged the play to be not not to be fan interference. But if he would have caught the ball, it would have been the second out in the inning. The Cubs would have been just four outs away from winning their first National League pennant wow. since 1945. Wow. He has an entire Wikipedia entry called <laughs> Steve Bartman Incident. <laughs> the Steve Bartman. I mean, how, 
how horrible would you feel in your life if you had a Wikipedia page called the Scott Johnson incident? I would hate right? it. It would be awful. It would dog you your whole life. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe he deserves it, but it says, okay, if you go down a bit, there's something about the destruction of the Bartman ball. Uh, the loose ball was snatched up by a Chicago lawyer and sold at an auction in 03. <laughs> uh, dude per- uh, bought it for 113 grand. Holy shit. Oh my god, wow. Uh, then it was publicly donated by special effects expert Michael Lenteri. In 2005, the remains of the ball were used by the restaurant uh, in a pasta sauce. While, <laughs> while no part of the ball of the... <laughs> it says no part of the ball itself was in the sauce. The ball was boiled and the steam captured, distilled, and added to the final concoction. That's weird. That's, um, uh, it's a, it's wow. on The ball is on display at the Chicago Sports Museum right now, so... There you go. They've got the seat. Like, they have a photo of the seat on this Wikipedia page, so you can avoid being sitting in that seat. I just remember seeing the video of them cutting back and forth from the game to this guy, to the Steve Bartman, just sitting there, poor guy, in his front seat there. Like, just wanted to go to the game, just wanted to catch a ball. Didn't, you know, probably, obviously, it, it uh, regrets... <laughs> Like would have sat on his hands for the entire eighth inning if uh, if he could have. Yeah, I mean, um, what's he doing now? Is he just like, oh, where's Steve Bartman? Does he still have to like, I don't know, hide or stay in relative obscurity and get out of the limelight? Like, I feel like I'd be terrified to go anywhere near yeah. a Cubs fan. Oh my gosh! Oh God, yeah, yeah. I think you'd have to. I think you'd move. Yeah, he probably he probably did. He's probably in another another country. <laughs> Probably changed his name, all that stuff. Uh, security, uh, Benjamin uh, says security had to escort him out because fans were getting violent. Wow. Jeez. Jeez. I don't know what's worse. Um, oh, oh, here it is. He yeah. released a, say, a statement after saying he was truly sorry. Added, had uh, I had my eyes glued on that approaching ball uh, the entire time. Was so caught up in the moment, I didn't even see Moises Alou, uh, much less that he may have had a play. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. it feels like he he's oh interesting. Many fans associated oh, 20, the Bartman twenty years ago. Wow, yeah, it's hmm. been a bit. Many fans associated the Bartman incident with the curse of the Billy Goat, which was this nineteen forty five World Series thing where his pet goat got kicked out of the Wrigley Field in the in the World Series in forty five. I don't know whose goat was it. <laughs> oh, Billy Sains. So ever since then, the curse is the Cubs will never win because of the goat. Because the curse of that goat. Oh my god! This is an amazing yeah. story. This whole thing's great. It really is. Wow. I feel bad for Steve Bartman, who now goes this by be... uh, Sean Blastman. He's a different guy. <laughs> Craig Batman is what yeah. he goes by. Craig now. Batman. <laughs> Craig Batman. <laughs> uh, that's great. Thank you for that, Sven. Um, here's one from Haley. He now goes by Sten, uh, Sven from Baseball Camp. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good point. Now the baseball thing makes sense. Uh, Haley wrote in. This is about how time flies. Hello, Scott and Brian. I was yep. listening to Tuesday's show, and I cannot believe that the Pumba incident was eight or nine years ago. That is yeah. correct. Nine years, to be exact. I got a little emotional and realized I have been a regular listener since about 2011. That was when we started. You guys have been in my life for so long. I just wanted to say I really appreciate you and everything you do. Love, 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 love the show, though. Haley. Well, thanks, Haley. Aw, thanks, Haley. Haley or Hallie? Just for you, we'll keep doing it. Would you say Hallie? Do Hallie or Haley? I'd say, I'd say Haley. Okay. 
It's spelled yeah. in a way I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, it could be like this would be one of those where we, we call her Haley and she writes back and says, no, it's pronounced Holly. But if we start calling her Holly, she'll say, nope, it's uh, pronounced Haley. Yeah. Like it's, it does feel like we're screwed either way. Like the L E I G H, definitely a Lee at the end. It's like and Raleigh, North Carolina. So it'd be like Holly. Right, exactly. Right. Holly, if, it, if we're pronouncing it like Raleigh. But her parents may be weird, and that's fine too. You yes. know, they're the ones that named you. Uh, in very, I'm sure we're not the first people ever to uh, wonder how to pronounce it. Oh, I guarantee it. Um, we got a. Oh, she's in the chat, and it's Haley. There it is go. Haley. Hey, Haley. Okay, confirmed. Awesome. Haley, Hi, Haley. Haley with the G H is her uh, screen name. All right, Haley. Good. Oh, that's Glad. great. Even her username is referential to this whole thing. I love it. Yes, that's uh, great. It should be your your screen name. Really, should be Haley rhymes with Bailey, Bailey. or Haley rhymes with yeah. Or uh, Shaley or Kaylee. Shaley. Yeah, that's Shaley. <laughs> Your name rhymes with Shaley. Shaley. Um, we got an uncharacteristically short text from Jeff Sire. Yeah, we did. Usually yeah. these are like four paragraphs and very detailed, but it feels like this was, it was from his phone. He probably dictated it. That guy's just a mover and a shaker, dude. He's got mm-hmm. shit to do. He's in charge of really important stuff up there. Entire is. nuclear uh, these, power these stations turbines that uh, are are uh, basically putting holes in money. Like that's that's what we see him doing. He's how yeah? Holes in how else money. are they going to put holes in their money if they don't have Jeff at the controls? Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. he says this. This is about the Cybertruck and its rusting problems people are having. He says uh, Scott and Brian, rust is oxidization. Oxidization is oxygen in the air reacting with the surface molecules of an object, a copper roof that turns green, for example. Oxidization of copper, that's what we, or sorry, that's, sorry, what we call rust is oxidization of iron, says Jeff. Okay, but it's still rusting, right? It's still rusting. Cybertruck's still rusting. The whole idea of a a stainless steel thing is it doesn't rust, I think. It, Unless it's rust I've, I've been wrong my whole life. Resistant or rust? Um, it's not rust proof. It's rust resistant. I think is is what uh, somebody issued a clarification as. They should it's, call it occasionally stained steel. Because <laughs> stainless stain, steel promises stain, something. Stainless, not stain free. It's not stain free steel, Scott. It's mm. stainless, uh, less stain, yeah, but still stain. But if you said I live a, yeah. I guess it doesn't. I guess it it's can sugar, be sugarless or sugar-free. Definitely two different things. Is that true? I, I don't thought, know. That sugarless meant no sugar. Sugarless, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's it's your entire product less the sugar. But. <laughs> oh right, yeah. No, that's what it is. Yeah. It's mine. In that's that case, the meaning exactly. is minus the thing, right? So it is minus the yeah. thing, right? So yes. unless, I mean, I could it's see the steel minus it's less the stain. <laughs> I, I could see Musk or some executive at Tesla getting up and going. Well, it's just less. I mean, I could see them doing that, but they, yeah. if they did, I'd be irritated. I'd be more irritated. Anyway, uh, well, thanks, Jeff, for the lesson in that and. Please keep that giant turbine you're in charge of safe for the rest yeah, of the world. Keep, keep that thing running. If that thing stops, the the core, the Earth's core starts uh, going the other way, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. And we can't have that, you know? No. No, no we can't have that. All right, uh, folks, gentlemen, ladies, it's the news. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... 
Had to do the robot there. Yeah. Uh, Coverville normally would be today, but I've got a lot of stuff going on today that's going to push Coverville out a week. So uh, most of it is writing questions for The Pond, the game show that we're doing tomorrow with our tadpole. We've got our 16 contestants. I've been confirming with all of them that they're going to be ready and able to uh, talk on the air. Well, 15 of them. Scott, are you good for tomorrow? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now all 16 contestants <laughs> okay, are confirmed and, and, and able to talk on the air. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, be, you know, be patient as, as I try this bullshit out and make sure it goes well. But, uh, uh, that does mean that Coverville is going to get pushed out a week, but you know, nothing really happened this week in musical history. Anyway, it's mm. a dead week yeah. last week of February. Nothing, yeah. nothing. Nobody, so. nobody big died. Uh, right. Exactly. That's no, actually kind no, of a change. That's a nice born. That's a nice change though, because we haven't had we've had nothing but deaths of like famous musician people for it feels like months in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly no one died. That's great. <laughs> well, Mojo Nixon. Mojo Uh-oh. Nixon. Died. Oh well, okay. I forgot about if that. If you don't have Mojo Nixon, then your store could use some fixing. Yes. I don't. I'm actually not sure who that is. Who is that? Is that a person? That is uh, the dead uh, dead Kennedys, a uh, dead milkman. Um, Bitchin Camaro. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, he died? No, Mojo Nixon died. Wait, no, that's what I'm asking is who's Mojo Nixon? I don't know who that is. Oh, he was a, he was a, um, I don't want to call him a novelty song singer, but he had a big hit with uh, Elvis is everywhere. Elvis is everywhere. Hey, man, Elvis, Elvis is, is everything. Elvis is still the king. I don't kind of remember that. Maybe yeah. Dr. Demento yeah. or something. Dr. Mento definitely played him. He had a song called Judy Tenuta is Pregnant with My Two-Headed Love Child. Oh, uh, oh it is punk rock. I'm sorry, it is punk rock girl, not... Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not uh, Bitchin' Camaro. Okay. Yeah, well, I learned two new things today. Yes. But, um, all right. Well, let's get to the news. We got some news for you. Mm-hmm. Pork-flavored mm-hmm. coffee is Starbucks' newest China pitch. Oh, yes. Pork-flavored mm, coffee. Pork-flavored coffee. I'm having their coffee today. I had a coupon mm. for free Starbucks. And so nice. I said, I'm going to get Starbucks instead of my usual mom-and-pop place, um, which is usually not mom-and-pop. But um, I get there. They have a new olive oil coffee. So this is olive oil oat milk latte. That sounds oh, weird. What's it taste oh, like? It's, it tastes, it's got a little bit of a, a little bit of a savory balancing the i don't have any sugar in it it's just latte so there's not really sweet to balance with it but it's it's really good does it have like a like an oily consistency like a um, oh you know i haven't looked inside I'll like a what do you call the butter no. coffees people do what's that like, called yeah the uh the cannon cannonball what Some, is that no something bullet or uh bullet yeah bullet yeah bulletproof. bulletproof there it is bulletproof um yeah it probably has like something like that but you know how with the butter coffee you see like a little oil slick at the top. With yeah. this one, there's none. Oh. I don't see a little. All right. Olive oil is good for you. Yeah. I, I, so. I assume it's, you know, regular amounts, nothing too crazy. It's got, a, it's got a low smoke point, though, so it can really easily burn your food. Oh. Well, be careful then. Maybe you can yeah. dip your bread in it if you add a little uh, <laughs> vinegar, you know, and then you'll be, it'll be like a, you'll be, a, you'll, <laughs> when you're here, exactly. your family. Um, Dr. Calhoun says olive oil in the coffee is some keto adjacent stuff. Oh, okay, that does make sense. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Well, those keto people, they don't talk to me. I don't know what's going on with those people. <laughs> I mean, I eat, the funny thing is I eat quite, I, I kind of adhere to a fairly keto diet now mm-hmm. these days, like no sugar, a mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff, but I'm not yeah. really trying to, and I don't call myself a keto person. 
So yeah. every once in a while, I'm like, oh, these keto people. And I'm, and then I look at my stuff and go, oh, I kind of am that now. Just not for the same reasons, you know? Yeah. I'm not no. trying to achieve ketosis or no, whatever but that you're, is. No, but you just, you're, you're, you end up doing it because of the things you're doing to. Yeah. Just ended up to, there. Mm-hmm. Healthy for, healthy by accident. Everyone. That's right. Exactly. Except for my shitty teeth. All right. Moving on. Uh, this pork flavored <laughs> coffee coming to Starbucks, newest uh, China thing. Uh, who doesn't want a little braised pork with their coffee? Well, nobody in China, that turns out. Uh, Starbucks, or S-Bucks, if you're trying to invest in them on the stock market, <laughs> is betting on the unusual combination with a new drink released in China to mark the Lunar New Year, dubbed the Abundant Year mm. Savory Latte. The brand describes it as having an interesting flavor. Hmm. I feel like that's dangerous. Yeah, as a descriptor, uh, you know what I mean. Like, I need I need more information. Uh, than, uh, interesting, because that interesting is uh, usually when somebody says interesting, they don't mean it's good. Oh, this is very this cake interesting. Is really interesting. Yeah, you're painting. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That song you wrote, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did your your new cabinets in your kitchen. Eh, very interesting. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a good way to do it. But maybe over it's there, never, never good. Maybe over there means something more. But anyway, the drink combines dongpo, braised pork flavored sauce. Mmm, mm. boy, they're really selling me with espresso and steamed milk, uh, with extra pork sauce and pork breast meat for garnish. <laughs> uh, according to the Starbucks delivery app, the drink is priced at sixty-seven or sixty-eight yuan, which is nine dollars forty-five cents. Whoa, yeah, geez, little, that's that's even high. expensive for Starbucks standards. Yeah, it's a little high. Um, they just had two more open up near me over here that are literally not a full block from each other. Yeah, I don't understand the proximity rules with Starbucks. I don't either. It was my one of my favorite and and one of the only uh, Onion articles that I will forever remember is a headline that said Starbucks to open Starbucks in bathroom of another Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, that's how it feels. They're everywhere, yeah. dude. And it, you can yeah. sometimes be out on a street downtown, and there's a Starbucks. And then yeah. you'll walk into a little shopping area that's very short, little strip, and there's a Starbucks right next to it. And then the hotel you walk into has a Starbucks mm-hmm. in the. In the yeah. freaking thing, like I, I, I just feel like at some point we're gonna have this dystopic future where every building has a Starbucks in it. <laughs> the, uh, what was it? Uh, Demolition Man had it wrong. Starbucks is gonna win the fast food wars. Yeah, they had it all wrong. Taco yeah. Bell yeah. will give it a try, but holy yeah, shit. But it's really good to go to Starbucks. We've actually had a couple to close down around us that uh, because there are some other great options red silo coffee right around the corner from us is fantastic oh you love to see um, that that's good i, I like it when yes. they get challenged you know exactly yep. yeah stop and, stop uh, the spread man exactly they're the kudzu of the uh, restaurant world yeah. basically yeah. here in uh Pace of species <laughs> hey hey carter what's that coffee place you and mom go to the one on the way to work when you go in crema is that it there's this little place. It almost looks like it's on State Street. So if anyone's in Salt Lake and you're in the mood, um, I don't even like coffee. It's not my mm-hmm. jam at all. Yeah. But the uh, I had something there that I really liked, and it's the only time I really liked one. So for whatever reason, that place is good. It's called Crema, and it's on State, and I think it's uh, between here and, well, I don't know where on State Street. Probably Midvale, something like that. Sandy, maybe. I don't know. If you're in Utah, check it out. <laughs> uh, oh, that reminds me. I went to this new sushi place near us. 
Mm-hmm. It opened up, uh, had a bunch of reviews on Instagram. People are showing videos and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, that's just right over here. Let's go get this. It's like just north of the lake here. So yeah. Kim and I went and a few concerns. I go in, they sit us down, and these chairs have open backs. So when you're sitting in the chair, not the chair, the bench, mm-hmm. the the back is open and there's a little bit of barring on the side to kind of hold your shoulders there. But if you're a little slim person, I think you might fall through it. <laughs> you just like basically like get get folded in half. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. That's how it felt. Like if I turned a little this way, I might go jutting into it or something. But then that what makes that worse is the people behind us, it's the same open back. So at one point, me and some dude are touching backs. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. So like we're just and like... If, and if he's got a shirt that isn't, you know... Like uh, fully uh, a little a little too small for them. You, you're gonna there's gonna be some skin to skin, some upper butt to upper butt contact. Yeah, I don't want our coin that. slots that in that proximity. <laughs> it's not you cool. Can pass a quarter from one of you to the other. Yep, just boink, and there it is. So there's that one thing. So that that freaked me out a little bit. And then when she said yeah. uh, you want drinks or whatever, she goes, "We're waiting for our liquor license. It was brand. This place just opened, so they didn't have all their stuff mm-hmm. yet." She goes, so we don't have any of that. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I don't drink. She goes, but we do have all of these and the Coke products and this and that. And I said, oh, uh, Coke Zero. Love it. Let's get a Coke Zero. Mm. Kim goes, I'll just have water. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. They come back. It's not a fountain thing. It's not. It's a glass with ice in it and a yeah. can. Yeah. Now, normally this is not a problem for me, except that was 250 for yeah. that can. And yeah. that means no refills, right? No, nope, exactly. Yeah. One and done. Same One thing and happened done. to be at a pho place this this last weekend as well. Saturday night we went to a pho place and and they gave me a can of Diet Coke. I'm like, oh, okay, all mm. right. And same exact thing, probably about two fifty. And uh, thing in my head is like, savor it, Brian, because this is not you're not chugging this down and getting a, <laughs> getting yeah. a refill. You need to treat this like a really nice beer you got somewhere and, you know, That's slowly right. take it. <laughs> so they, so this happens and then I'm like, oh man, are we even going to like this? Like I was starting to worry. And then I saw the, the yeah. menu and the menu was, had a lot of selection and yeah. seemed good on the face of it, but expensive. And I'm like, well, if they're going to be chintzy about the Coke, how are they going to be about the sushi? I'm going to get, this is going to be weird. So I was convinced that they were going to bring me some tiny rolls and they weren't going to be that good. And I was going to spend 15 bucks on a roll and I was going to be sad. Instead, they brought us some of the best sushi I've ever had in my freaking life. Nice. Yeah, it was so good. So all is forgiven. Your weird back chairs and your your single Coke can. It's fine. Your sushi was amazing. And I did one of those flaming ones. It was a house house recipe uh, roll. So it wasn't like one I could tell you what was in it. It was something they made. Anyway, had eel and all the stuff in it. Oh, but it was one of those they wrap that. it in the metal, put it on the thing, kerosene on the plate, and then when it like yeah. sets the whole thing on fire and you were yeah. just waiting for it to burn down. Smoky after that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's so good. But I almost burn, I almost caught my sleeve on fire. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> anyway, oh, no. I forgot the name the, or I'd the, tell you guys what it's called and you guys could go there. The, well, they're all preoccupied on refills. And, and here's the thing with refills. Like you bring me a cup that... Uh, fountain poured cup that i know i can get refills Mm -hmm. i'll probably i'll probably only still drink one (laughs) one cup of uh uh soda but but when i know when i see the finite can and i know that's it it's like oh Mm -hmm. that option all of a sudden is not available to me there's some mental thing that happens yeah no i agree Uh, i like i like knowing i could and then not you know 
Yeah, like, exactly. Like we go to with the Alamo Draft House. Um, I always get they have Coke Zero. Makes me so happy. So I get a Coke Zero, and um, and because I don't want to have to write something up in the dark while it's still light, I'll grab one of their little cards and I'll write, "May I have a Coke Zero refill, please?" And mm. I'll just keep that card with the intention that that you know three quarters of the way through the movie popcorn salty whatever and i need some more to drink and i've already down my drink that i'll put that card up i hardly ever use it mm. i should just keep one with me mm. like, just take it wherever <laughs> you go the yeah. yeah and then and then you know when i go there i'll just pull it out of my wallet here's my my uh, please uh, refill my drink but uh boy you cried wolf in the chat says uh coke zero making someone happy makes me a little sad why that's a wonderful really? soda it's they yeah. finally nailed the flavor and it's sugar free and exactly. I'm not it's saying sugar free and it doesn't taste like ass. Yeah, what's your deal? It's great and 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 JT uh, JCT Media is correct. Coke Zero add a lime. It's perfect. Oh yeah, no kidding. And if you get the right soda uh, fountain, like at a place who knows how to get the combo of the syrup and the the carbonation right, yeah. uh, is the best. I don't need it's your regular Coke. Yeah. Freaking forget yeah. your regular Coke. Exactly. That dirt box says it takes it tastes like ass. <laughs> oh, oh, now that's right. No, that's I think why he's I talking don't... about these talk about diet coke kind of tastes like ass. Right. It does, that, that's why I don't that. read the chat. I forgot why I don't read the chat. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know. Is I gotta stop doing it too. They're like, uh, it's sometimes it's sometimes like a bunch of Karens. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a little. It's a little Kareny. Sometimes it's the Karen pool. Hey, check this out. After eating, uh, after eating Chipotle for 500 days. Yeah. Oh, and we should mention, if anyone sent us pork coffee, we would try it on the show. I don't know if you can oh, do that. Speaking for both of us, are we? Oh, no. I know you would. You would try it. <laughs> I, would, I would totally try pork coffee. Unless it was thick, then forget yeah. it. But. <laughs> um, but anyway, here's another story. This is a good one. After yeah. eating Chipotle for 500 days, an Ohio man. Why are they always Ohio lately? Feels like it. Like, Florida's got a real challenge going. Um, anyway. Ohio <laughs> turning into the new Florida. Yeah. Ohio man says he is ready for something new after 500 days of straight Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, like new sheets, new pants. Yeah, uh, new life. But he's made a lot of new things in his life that need to be replaced. New family, new bathroom. <laughs> uh, it says Bruce Wayne ended his streak. His name is Bruce Wayne, by the way. No way. So we had Craig Batman earlier. Yep. And now we got Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Chipotle, Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Ended his streak Wednesday after grabbing a meal at the Tiffin Chipotle branch. Uh, Wayne ended his streak in style. I love how this article just ignores that the guy's name is Bruce Wayne. I yeah, love it. I know. They just go on like it's nothing. It's like, oh, his name's Bruce Wayne. This is uh, K-A-T-U.com. Katu.com. Huh. Yeah, it's just some local Ohio news thing, I think. Just Ohio, yeah. Um, let's see. He, went, he ended his streak in style, uh, according to this, by donning a bat suit. Oh, well, there's the reference. Okay. And ordering mini quesadillas because leather isn't very forgiving, he says. <laughs> I think it's the 500 days of Chipotle that aren't very forgiving. It's uh, like no, no forgiveness. One day of, the one day of doing mini quesadillas isn't going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, mm -mm. Batman. I mean, that's two years. I mean, it's basically uh, two years. Wayne. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even call him Mr. Wayne with a straight face. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Wayne. Welcome Mr. back to Wayne. Chipotle. Chipotle. Uh, <laughs> hello, Mr. Wayne. Can I bring you some mini quesadillas? <laughs> you want to watch the world burn? 
Uh, Wayne broke the record for the most consecutive meals at the fast food restaurant in December at 426 days. Chipotle pledged a $4,260 donation to Seneca-based financial assistance for cancer treatment in honor of the $10 a day average that he spent over the 426 days. Only 10 bucks. That's not bad. I don't know. Prices are. Yeah. These places are all over the place. Yeah, actually, that is a $10 a day average. I don't know. uh, I don't know what you can get at Chipotle. I guess it's been a while since it's been to Chipotle, but what can you get at Chipotle aside of guacamole that would bring the average below $10 if you're doing a meal a day there? I don't know what that would be. Yeah, it's weird. I don't even know the last time I ate there. I don't really go there. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. It's yeah, fine. We've got a, no, I don't, we've got a we've got a Qdoba that's closer, and there are. Oh, it I is think. seriously the the Armageddon to the Deep Impact. It was, it's basically the identical thing. It's a little better, and, I think. Qdoba's. I like it slightly. I more. I like it a little better too. And they don't. They basically, you know, whatever. Oh, you want some uh, pickled jalapenos? Great. You know, they don't charge you for any additional things you put on there. I think. For the, for the most part, Chipotle doesn't. But if you want guacamole, for example, you're paying extra. Oh, yeah. You'll always pay more for guac. So, but yeah, you're, it's a good a good comparison because the, you know, Armageddon's the better movie, but only slightly. Yes, exactly. Only slightly. <laughs> but um, the fact that that uh, 426 days yeah. broke the record. So there was somebody who went 425 days before this guy. Yeah. I, and they, we don't know who that It was probably um, uh, Dick Grayson. I don't know who did it. <laughs> It was Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Yeah. He had the beat Mr. Freeze's thing before he moved on. He even says here at the end, uh, Mr. Wayne says, it isn't the end of one adventure. It's the start of yeah. a new one. Where do you think he goes really? next? Really? He's going to do Panera bread for 600 days. Exactly. That's going to be yes, 501 days of Panera or... Uh, Bad idea. Uh, Zaxby's. <laughs> I have a friend that goes... I think he had a streak going. I don't know if it's still going, but he had a streak where he was eating at um, In-N-Out once a day. Mm. And I don't know if that's still a thing for him or not. Might be. I just couldn't do it. Oh, I, I couldn't do uh, it, dude. I can't. I need some variety. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I can do... So I, I have the Panera Coffee Club deal, so I'll go there. Basically, I pay 11 bucks, and I can go there as many times as I want during the month and get... Um, a cup of coffee, yeah, or or any of their other drinks, whatever. But I usually, I basically, I I take my Spider-Man uh, corksicle thing. Yeah. I put in a couple Splenda. I put in some of the non-dairy, sugar-free creamer that Tina gets for me. Yeah, and then I go to Panera and I just fill it up and punch in my code and that sort of thing. Nothing wrong and with that. Even doing that more than three days a week, four days a week feels like. Oh, I need something different. I'm going to make some coffee at home. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the problem with these subscription type things anyway. When it comes mm-hmm. to food is we all think, yeah. oh, that's amazing. And then you're sick of it. Yeah. Remember the Applebee's deal that, that broke the internet uh, a few months ago, whereas 200 bucks and you could go there. What was the deal? Once a week and yeah. get a $30, yep. $30 tab, basically. Yeah. So if you did it every... So basically, you could eat. It was something like you would get basic, basically almost three times the value, mm-hmm. or something like that. But didn't something that screw like them? That, yeah. They kind of got screwed by that, or something. Or am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of the all You're you can eat the shrimp red lobster. Thing. Yeah, the red lobster shrimp. Uh, yeah, probably on Wikipedia known as the shrimp incident. Yeah, the shrimp incident. Good thing there's not <laughs> one guy's name associated with it. But <laughs> Joe Joe Red Lobster. Joe Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Red Lobster. 
because that's how you'd have to pronounce it. What's yeah. your name, Joe Red Lobster? Yeah, of oh, course. Red Lobster? Yeah, no, you'd have to. It's pronounced Red Lobster. If, unless you want a rotten life where everyone gives you shit all the time for your name, you better say it that way. Yep. Uh, Japan's millennia old naked man festival, which I'd, he- I'd heard of this before. This has been going on for a thousand freaking years, mm-hmm. uh, is ending because of population decline. Oh, man. Oh. There just aren't wow. enough naked men anymore. There just aren't yeah, enough. Yeah, I'm glad it's it it uh the headline if you don't if you glance over it it feels like it's old naked man festival mm. oh yeah <laughs> but, it's, but it's millennia old naked man festival just not you know yeah you move those quotes around old man old naked man festival which which would be that's why i would think it would be <laughs> attendance decline from the old naked man festival i would i wish it was a millennium a millennial old man meaning he's a thousand <laughs> years old and they just he's, he's just old it. and naked and uh yeah. yeah and he's had he's done he doesn't want to do it anymore sure sure anyway near freezing winter temperatures and wearing nothing but white loincloths thongs of mm. men sorry throngs of men <laughs> thongs. <laughs> throngs of men uh yeah. they wrestle one another in a bid to oh. claim a talisman during the japan somansai festival most famously known as the naked man festival sure. um not really naked though they wear these little diaper things and it's fine oh um, so but anyway, they look scantily like scantily clad men festival. They look they look like sumo, like small. Oh, it sumo only does things. their little. Uh, what are those called? Little. Uh, I know there's a term for those. Jerk strap. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know it. what that is. So basically, this is Burning Man without all of the uh, the hippie stuff. Yeah, just take away Burning, put naked, and you're in. Yeah, this this does not. This photo. Oh, I would hate it. Does not look like fun. At all. <laughs> no, nothing about this is a thing I would ever want to participate in. Look at this chat. Yeah. Look at this, this thing. This is, uh, yeah, that is. Look at all those dudes, and they're all just wearing these little jerk thongs and <laughs> jerk, thongs. <laughs> jerk straps. And then all these guys down here, I don't know what they're actually doing right now. They're supposed to it wrestle. Looks like, it looks like a mosh pit. And then a, a mosh pit in front of a, uh, are they like? Are they just trying to hold on up there and get pushed off into the crowd or something? I can't even I tell. So, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And why is it a, like a battle royale? Only one will stand after all this. <laughs> you think the potential of touching backs with somebody at that sushi restaurant is bad? Oh, it's this nothing. Is- <laughs> nothing compared to this nightmare. Yeah. Um, it says that they had to stop doing it. Uh, this decision is due to the aging of individuals involved in the festival and a shortage of successors. So essentially, I mean, Japan's been famous for a long time of having major population decline. They just aren't, their birth rate is like in the toilet. Um, it has been steadily declining since economic booms of the 1980s with a fertility rate of 1.3, far below the rate of 2.1 required to maintain a stable population. Like people are actually worried that they're headed toward like ruin. <laughs> oh jeez. Like there'll come a day where Japan just can't can't Well, I'll go over there, but yeah. I can't really help out. I can't help with the uh no. the fertility rate, but I'll go and help with the I'll be one more person in the population count. Yeah. And it's not so for clarity, the it's not um that they can't have babies. It's not a infertility thing. It's that they aren't having kids. They're just deciding that gotcha. they don't want to have them. So Well, then just, why isn't it called a they shouldn't call it a fertility rate then? I mean, I would think they should call it something like you know, a uh, birth rate, right? A motive, right? Birth rate. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I don't a know why. Motivation rate. <laughs> yeah, mo- something because it isn't fer- right. fertility. It usually implies like it's a, a fertility problem. Issue. Yeah, I would think so too. 
Um, let's see. Deaths have also outpaced births in Japan for more than a decade, posing a growing problem to leaders of the world's fourth largest economy. Uh, they now face a ballooning elderly population and a shrinking workforce and a challenge to fund pensions and health care as demand from the aging population surges. So, yeah, they got problems coming. Yeah, I Sorry, see Japan. The shrinking workforce in that photo of the Naked Man Festival. That's right. And also, I tell you what, your thousand year old Naked Man Festival is probably the least of your concerns right now. <laughs> That's certainly not going to help your birth rate. <laughs> no. You got other shiz to work on. Yeah. Because there ain't nothing naked about man, this. It's a bunch of individual two-person naked uh, naked man and woman festivals, and then you yeah. can get that birth rate back up. Yeah, nothing about that photo tell, t- says to me population growth. Right. <laughs> Everything about right. that photo tells me uh, mass uh, infection event <laughs> slash uh, that third guy over there has herpes. Now you all have herpes. Uh, freaking F this. I would never do this in my life. This looks awful. What grows Scott out the most is this right here. Right, right. Uh, but no offense to whatever your culture is. All right, moving on. Let's do this story we got time for. Yeah. One more. One more General story. General Mills, you know the cereal people? I'm familiar with them, yes. They have... Uh, is they, it really a general? I, I'm just, no, never mind. I think they're colonels. Continue, continue. They're probably colonel by now. Yeah. I would think. <laughs> Wait, colonel's below general. Sorry, I got that backwards. Maybe they've been demoted. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, General Mills has been urged to take the plastics out of Cheerios, soup, pasta, and canned corn. And I would say, why is it in there in the first place? Right. Yes. Okay. Please do. Uh, I, we agree. Gross. Wow. Uh, consumer group is urging popular brand uh, General Mills to reduce the amount of plastics, chemicals, and pre- uh, that they have in their prepackaged food. Consumer Reports is an independent nonprofit group. It sent a letter to General Mills claiming it found concerning levels of the forever chemical pa- fal how do you say that let me pull it up here fal uh, f- oh yeah phthalates phthalate phthalate phth that's phthalates that's some that's some bullshit that's some english bullshit there i don't like that yeah. or latin or wherever it came from uh, we talked about the uh, these before, even recently used to make plastics more durable. Some studies have linked the chemicals to health issues, including heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. The letter breaks down with or uh, see uh, breaks down which products Consumer Reports tested. These include Cheerios, the French vanilla flavor of YoPlay, your low mm-hmm. fat yogurt, uh, yeah. green giant cream styled sweet corn. No, no risk there. I freaking hate that stuff. Uh, no risk for me, I should say. And Progresso Vegetable Classics Veggie Soup. Man. <laughs> oh, the highest levels uh, were found in Annie's Organic Cheesy Ravioli. Really? Yeah, you ever had that? I wonder what it is. Um, we've had Annie's stuff. I don't know about... Uh, I Never don't even know heard if of it. If we get her ravioli, um, we do get Annie's something. And I think General Mills owns them, so... Uh, they're say, waiting for them to make a statement. Uh, Director of Consumer Reports says he hopes General Mills will make the necessary steps to reduce the level of plasticizers in its products. You know, we probably should eat less processed things. Just yeah, in general. I'm not, I don't need, I, I don't, I'm not saying I like microplastics, but. Uh, no, I like macroplastics. Like, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> like, like my PS5. That's yeah, a macro you're play, that's a macro plastic. Yeah, that's a nice macro plastic. <laughs> yeah, computer chips, all those things, silicon. It's macro. I forgot to look and see if anyone gave us a pronunciation guide for the PHTH. Oh yeah, phthalates. We, should, we, should, we should look that up. Uh, no, nobody. Uh, nobody gave it to us. Nobody at all. Nope. Okay, I'm gonna find it. 
Because I want oh, Google to... says, here we go, Dr. Calhoun says, Google says the pH is silent, so it's just basically phthalates. Just phthalates, okay. Yeah. Well, then why have the extra shit in there, you know? Right. So, well, we need, that. it seems a little short, Bill. Um, how about we stick a silent pH at the beginning there? <laughs> I yeah. like it. I yes. like it a lot. That's a great I idea. I like it. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. That's fantastic. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I found one. Here we go. Phthalate. Okay. So it's yeah. just phthalate. Yeah, get rid. You don't need your pH. Chuck it. Yeah, yeah. Lame. Put words in there. We could use those somewhere else. You know how many times right. I use a pH during the day? Tons of times. There's there countries that don't have pHs. And no, we're, we're just throwing them away here. They probably got extra D's laying around. You put a pH in there. Everyone's smarter. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it for today's news. It is now time to take a break and uh, await Wendy's arrival. We've got an email that she sent over to me that we're going to read, and uh, that'll be all great. But after or before that, we got to play a song. So, what do you have? I have a band called Mega Cat. Speaking, Whoa. you get your microplastics, and now your Mega Cats. Um, this actually features members of the indie band Smoky Bright. So, if you're familiar with them, you'll you already know what you're in for. But this is their self-titled debut album. Just came out. Uh, at the end of last week, they're doing a uh, Seattle record release, uh, release day listening party at the Black Lodge. Oh, yeah. Been there with uh, <laughs> with Agent Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, on March 2nd, they're going to be form- performing at the Sunset Tavern. This is, again, from the brand new album from Megacat called Megacat. This is the song called Rat Fight.
Mr. Kelly's Car Wash comes with two late model cars, car wax, towels, sponges, and even a sign. Marbles. And we're back. Tell me who that was again. Sure. That is the band Megacat. Their brand new self-titled debut album is out. And that is the song Rat Fight. I love the name Rat Fight. Rat Fight. Rat Fight. Should come with an exclamation point. If you're going to do a title of a song called Rat Fight, it should have an exclamation point. I agree. It's not a bad band name, too, if you had to name a band. No, calling a band Rat Fight? No, Rat Fight. Rat Fight. I guess we already had a rat, but they had two Ts. So it's all good. Right, maybe when, you maybe could do a cover band called Rat Fight, and it would be R-A-T-T-F-I-G-H-T-T. Oh. And double up on the T's. I like that. And can they put that yeah. pretty girl on the cover again like last time? Because, man, <laughs> she was lovely, that lady. Sure. I forgot her name. Uh, all right. She just died, I think. Right? There was a whole famous death. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. The lady on the Rat album covers. Um, she was a big deal for a while. Passed away recently. Ah, uh, whatever, world. Here's this, everybody. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. Don't worry one little bit. My sister Wendy is here joining us as she does on Thursdays for a little therapy Thursday. Wendy, hi. Hey. Hi. Hello. Yes. How are you? Good. How are you? Good? Good. Good. Hi. Hey, hey good. That's oh, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you became, a, um, you became a, a great aunt for the third time over here. Uh, I know. Ramona. How yeah, she? she's adorable. She's fine. Um, she uh, when she's not projectile pooping, she is. Uh, oh, she's man. sleeping like a rock. She's very. She's very tired all the it time. Takes a lot out of you, projectile. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. She's exhausting. actually. She's very sweet. Very very um, chill. Doesn't cry a lot, and uh, is just kind of you know existing, feeling the world out. She came out looking like one of us, though. She is a Johnson, like no other. Yeah, this kid. I know. Even like little blonde hair. <laughs> fuzzies like we all have when we were little and and stuff like that she looked like you out of the shoot i felt like not that i was there for the shoot i was you were a little green you're right you were green and veiny when you you birth babies in 75 you put green goo on them (laughs) yeah or the lighting in there is just camera don't you think it was just like an old yeah it's the camera it's what it's what people try to achieve with instagram now they try to do filters that look like that but back in the day we Mm -hmm. we actually didn't like that we thought it was bad yeah right it was a reason we went away from it yeah Yeah, and the lighting in those (laughs) hospital rooms freaking terrible back then (laughs) what yeah, awful. Listen to us. Anyway, hey, world. <laughs> and what's the deal? Why does it have to be so bright in the operating room, yeah, right? What's I mean, going on? on? Did the doctors need to see or something? <laughs> um, as you know, Wendy's a therapist. She helps people with real problems all the time, and she comes on the show, yeah. schlubs it with us on Thursdays, and helps you with yours. We got an email today, but uh, uh, Wendy, there's something you want to talk about before we get going here. First of all, okay, so I know it was a little uh, abrupt and sudden for many of you that Real Steps is um, no longer uh, operational, but no fear. Um, some good stuff is coming. It's just not announceable yet. And I we realized like February is about the time people are like, so are we starting this? What are, what are we doing? And I was like, ah, I just need to let them know. Yeah. So that was why it was so sudden and quick. Um, but some good things are coming. Elena needs to step away for lots of good reasons. Family, she's moved to a new place. She's, you know, recently got married. 
Well, that's full, those four kids, guys. She's got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so she's thriving and striving and doing all the fun things over there. So no worries about her. You can reach her at her stuff. If you got the email, you know. Um, or you can email me and ask if you have nutrition questions or things you just, you know, she's an expert at. Yeah. Um, but lots of other good things happening on my end. And I'm excited. There's a bunch of really stuff brewing. similar in flavor to Real Steps. Not exact same thing, but... Um, you know, I just need a new name. So Scott, you got to get that to me. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did it last time. I can do it again. Um, also, I know. he's got this magic ability to come up with a good word. And, and you, I have none of that. And you Zip can go You can right now. Therapythursdays.com is a place they can go and like keep up yeah. and email you and stuff. Yes. Okay. So yeah, if you want to put your email in there, I will, you will be the first to know when things are ready to, to run. So anyway, I just want to thank everyone. All the real steppers are just like the best people. They're pretty and I know great. they're like, most of them are subcategories of your people or your people specifically. Subcategories <laughs> meaning the spouses of. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. one way of putting it. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Subcategories. And- anyway, but they are just an amazing, amazing group. And one, um, Teresa, who I love, said, she's like, Real Steps is like college. There was four years and then you graduated. So if everyone can think of it that way, that would be great. Yeah, graduate graduated. school. You're going to graduate school. You're going to... Yeah, grad school's coming, everyone. Yep. And it's going to be... Yep. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. So please stay tuned and thank you for all your support. Less drink binging and less partying, but still school. <laughs> but uh, still... So check that out. Therapythursdays.com for now. It's Therapy Thursdays with an S, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is right. It is. Thursdays.com. Well, let's get to today's uh, Thursdays thing. This is something you sent me, and uh, I'm going to just read it as sent. So here it is. Uh, Dear B, S, and W. That's Brian, Scott, and Wendy, I believe. My partner Dave and I are at a crossroads in our lives, contemplating a move away from our hometown in Ohio. Boy, Ohio just keeps coming up. Just We cannot get away from Ohio today. It's weird. One driving force behind this decision is the toxic dynamic we have with my parents. Oh, man. I could tell you some stories myself. My mom, not my mom, his mom, has has a knack for using guilt and coercion to manipulate us and manipulate us into doing things her way, while my dad remains passive, unwilling to stand up for what's right. Even if it means allowing her behavior to continue unchecked, this is how it was for me as a kid as well. For years, we've felt suffocated by their controlling tendencies. We have taken or which has taken a toll on our mental and emotional well-being. We long to break free from this cycle and establish our own identity as a couple away from the influence of my parents. However, the prospect of leaving behind the familiarity of our, of, excuse me, of our hometown and the guilt associated with distancing ourselves from family weigh heavily on us. I'm not trying to be dramatic as I'm reading this, but for whatever reason, my voice is going this way. <laughs> but it's working. <laughs> says, uh, how can we navigate this complex situation with confidence and no regret? We are determined to prioritize our own happiness and autonomy while we are grappling with the emotional baggage of our upbringing. Any guidance on how to approach this pivotal decision would be immensely appreciated. Thank you, Samantha and Dave. This is not their real names. P.S. We are both in our mid-30s. I am the oldest of three kids. My younger sister has already moved away and rarely talks to any of us. And my brother lives with my parents and is the favorite child, but has no job and zero life of his own. My parents are in their mid and late sixties. Now do I just blame it on them being self-centered boomers? Question mark. Uh, well, there you go. 
a PS with a question. You don't usually get those. Um, Love PS. So, Wendy, this, this, this is going to the PS answers a lot of the questions that we usually get to, which is, all right, how old are you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Listening. Yeah. yeah, you guys are listening to the stuff we need. But also, this feels right. so familiar. Probably going to be a lot of people have this a yeah. version yeah. of this experience. So, uh, I think this will be helpful for a lot. What do you want to? Where do you want to go? Okay, so I'm going to do. I think. So, well, I think I do it all the time, but I'm just going to be really explicit about it. I'm going to have you to be proxy for Sam and Dave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sam, I'm in. Sam now. Let's do it. Sam and Dave. Um, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sam and Dave. Uh, Go, because <laughs> I want them to do this exact thing. I'm just going to have you guys do it. Okay. Um, okay. So right. I want to explain a couple of different things. They Let's identify what the parents are doing and who these parents are. Okay. Mm. They're from Ohio. Picture, picture it with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I've like never been to Ohio. I think I have once. Anyway, yeah. but um, there is a tendency, and the boomer thing at the end is funny, but is also uh, not unrelated to uh, a, a common way uh, boomer boomers were raised, um, and just the generational differences, right? Of mm-hmm. you know. Their parents, boomers' parents, would be the silent generation or, or just maybe not as emotionally focused folks as, um, you know, other generations, let's sure. say that. Okay, sure. yeah. So you have that development is whatever it is. And a lot of the emotional instruction tended to be like, we don't really care what you have to say or what you think <laughs> just shut up you know don't be a mess <laughs> go out and play in the woods good luck to you yeah. and we have a lot of like not a lot of their maybe trauma had been recognized and or taken seriously uh so that that's kind of just you know i'm, I'm painting it with a really broad brush but you can kind of get this you know you guys know mm-hmm. you have this sense of like okay well there's not a lot of um room for a child to be both recognized have their emotional needs met, seen as who they are, been allowed to develop into who they want to be. You know, there wasn't a lot of freedom for that. Okay. So you take parents who have family histories. And so sometimes when I go with, uh, with clients in, back into the days with them, we find that there's a great grandmother who was abandoned and grew up in an orphanage and was in violent situations. And then that grandma had your mom. And then that mom had some di- different deficits because Grandma had a lot of deficits, no fault of her own, right? So we can see where the emotional inheritance kind of can come from. And so I would do that with Dave and Sam. Or it's, these are Samantha's parents that we're really talking about, right? I think yeah, so. yeah, I think so. That right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I'd find out, like, what's, what's the dealio there? And so we could get some context. So that would be really helpful, okay? Um, and then we would move on to understanding a couple of things about Samantha's childhood. Um, Dave would be secondary. Sorry, Dave. Um, Sorry, Dave. Because it's because <laughs> it's her parents. Yeah, because it's her parents, right? And yeah. Dave is obviously, you know, cares a lot and is yeah. trying his best, and but has his own reasons for not losing his cool either. <laughs> yeah. So you might say um, Dave's not here, man. That's my might be what we'd say. Dave, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Dave's important. Okay, so Samantha, we would dig into, you know, sort of what was it like as a kid for you. Right. And maybe we'd identify some traits that mom and dad have um, and and define them as you would say emotionally immature. Right. Yeah. They are essentially not completely developed low uh, socio emotional IQ. OK. Mm-hmm. Meaning that 
when we talk about emotional intelligence, we are talking about the ability to understand your own emotions, your own um, experiences, and also be able to have empathy or compassion or understanding of that other people also have feelings and emotions and they're just as valid as yours. That's a higher, more mature level of understanding. When you've got parents who, you, you look at some of these outcomes of, I mean, I'm trying to remember the words they were using of just, um, it's complex, mm-hmm. <laughs> emotional baggage, uh, mental and emotional toll. Yeah, yeah, all these things are are, are difficult. Um, and, and being torn, the guilt, right? I, leaving my family makes you feel guilty rather than, oh, you're off to an adventure or you've got to do what's good for your family. It's more of this enmeshment or sort of over connection. Right. So we could identify all those things. Do you guys have a question? No, oh, okay. not yet. I thought you said something. No, I was okay. agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Sweet. Okay. So we have, <laughs> we have a couple different types of parents that are emotionally immature. And I'm just going to give you the subtypes really quick. So you have a very emotional parent, which I'm, I'm guessing might be the mom in this, this story. Um, and these are just some ways to understand an emotional parent. Again, a, a subtype of immature parents. Okay, As an emotional parent can be it, preoccupied with their own needs, has low empathy, is very enmeshed and not respectful of boundaries, defensive. Um, doesn't engage in good communication, just mainly talks about themselves. Uh, my favorite, a friend of mine told me about her mother. She was telling her something really important that was incredibly difficult to share. And no lie, the mom said, oh, okay. Um, but I was wondering, do you like mustard on your sandwiches? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's and a, so sometimes it's, it's that obvious, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's, I can't it's, believe it. It's funny that the that what's classified as an emotional parent isn't emotional both ways. Like emotional mm-hmm. with their own out, but not emotional with other people's in. You know, yes, mm-hmm. you can't do it. Yeah, then. yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, and not self respect, re- self reflective at all. It's everyone else's fault. They're reactive. They're not thoughtful. They're either too close or too distant. Which that's my clue with the the one son that lives at home is that mm-hmm. we're yeah. probably more in that category of enmeshing with one kid that, and that kid is just going to go along to get along. Um, and then very sort of dismiss dismissive of other kids. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So blows off, cuts other people off is, has a high emotional intensity. That's really intimidating. Um, wants the child to do the soothing and Mm. doesn't think about the child's needs. Mm. So this one might ring bells for people. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, also likes to pretend it's not their fault or they don't actually run the show. <laughs> um, and then sees themselves as a victim. Okay. So that is a classic sort of portrayal of an emotional immature parent. And then another type of immature parent is a driven parent. And this is a parent that is very preoccupied with their own needs, low empathy, very difficult respecting any boundaries, defensive, um, also not a good communicator not self-reflective, very bad at repairing relationship, doesn't have those skills, mm-hmm. um, rigid values, perfectionistic, goal-obsessed, very busy, just neglectful because their stuff is so important um, and sees only what they want, not really what the child needs, loves to run the show and is a fixer. So that may resonate with some people. Um, the third type is a passive parent, is preoccupied with their own needs, limited empathy, enmeshed, 
and not respectful boundaries. We always have those things. Um, mm-hmm. Can be sporadically emotionally intimate um, and is it engages minimally in reciprocal communication. So you feel like they're still listening. Has limited repair skills, not self-reflective. Can be thoughtful. Is also too close or too distant and is often fun um, and kind maybe, but just not protective. Interesting. Often um, fun yeah. so is a weird So this might be dad. One. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It, you're talking about someone like a parent that's that's distant is kind of like okay, you do your own thing until all right, let's go have some fun, let's do some fun yes. stuff. But, but yes. then yeah, God, that's do you like mustard on your hot sandwich? And, hot and cold, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then has a laissez-faire attitude that everything's fine, um, okay. and then is affectionate towards the child but does not stand up for them, and then like someone else to run the show. Um, it just cannot be the bad guy. Um, and then sees him or herself as mellow and good natured. So the passive parent's a little tricky because it's usually everyone's favorite parent, but it's yeah. usually in the dynamic. And that's what I'm seeing in our case in Ohio is yeah. that we've got maybe emotional driven. I'll get to the last one, a uh, mom, but then right. dad and is then passive. passive. He's the good yeah. guy, but in the end is not productive. Doesn't right. stand up for anybody. Um, that type of thing. And then the fourth title, and this one's the, I think the one, I think people, um, they, they separate from pretty quickly if they can, because it's, it's just so much harsher and that's the rejecting parent. And this one again is preoccupied with their own needs, shows no empathy, but has impenetrable boundaries, Mm. um, is disconnected, hostile, seldom engages in communication, isn't self-reflective, no repair skills. Reactive, attacking, demeaning, um, is too distant, ignores a child's Real quick, what are, repa- what are repair grateful. skills again? What, do you, what does that mean when you say repair skills? Meaning like something, something has happened, there's a rift between us, how do we repair that? Just doesn't have the skills to do it. Like saying sorry, or I understand where you're coming from, or, or working to make it work. Yeah. So it just doesn't have those skills. Um, is and this one's maybe key on the rejecting parent is ignores his or her child or can be rageful towards the child um and is often rejecting angry and doesn't get close to the kid and sometimes will mock or dismiss a child and then sees himself as very independent okay that's, so we've got these that's four, the, that's the you can never do anything right with never parent. not yeah. even close right whereas the yeah. passive parent is almost a trick because you're yeah. just like, oh, right. but they're so great. And often they're, they're this safe place from the other parent, right? Mm-hmm. right. Maybe the rejecting right. parent. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So that's our four t- subtypes. Um, and so when I read this email, I think, okay, Samantha's got a passive dad and has one of the other types maybe going on for mom. And in the end, and this is why as an adult, these are 30 plus year olds, right? Who are like, I can't live like this. What is actually happening is that um, these kinds of immature parenting behaviors center the parents' needs at all time and do not center Samantha and Dave's needs. So any boundaries are seen as an affront or there's a fight when it comes to any, any autonomy maybe being acted out. And the reason I could guess that is because you've got the one son or the one child who a doesn't have to do anything in life yeah. to be the favorite 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about accomplishment. It's about enmeshment. Who is the closest? Who doesn't leave me? Yes, who makes it's the, me you're the within my apron spring, apron strings and, yeah. and not leaving. And you're not trying to have those cut. Whereas the one other sister, she she cut those strings and took off, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have more questions about her. But yeah. it's a great illustration of the three reactions to this, three co- very common reactions. Mm. One is to stay and struggle, and and usually the oldest child, which I think is the case here. Then you've got um, the the middle kid who's just like suck it, none of none of nobody likes me anyway. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but figures out how to get out of there, and and it looks like the youngest might be the brother. Maybe I got that wrong, but of just um, yeah, she's the she's the oldest. Uh, oh, oldest of three kids. Let's see, youngest yeah. sister, younger sister moved younger out. Younger sister and then my brother. So this doesn't really say the middle. The sister might be the middle. I child, think the, the sister's the middle. At least yeah. that's how I read it. It's, it's either way, but like they're all doing one of the jobs. Yeah, 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 but it's also interesting that the younger sister doesn't talk to any of them. You'd think it would be like, all right, doesn't talk to the parents if that's the cause of why she moved away. But do you think she yeah. sees them as kind of like? The, the brother who still lives there and then Sam and Dave is like, well, you're still really close to it. You're not doing anything about it. So they're extensions I you out of my life too. Yeah. yeah. They're extensions yes. of the and, problem or and, something. Yeah, exactly. And if you're trying to heal from some of these things, you're being re traumatized or triggered hearing mm-hmm. maybe Samantha still defending oh, right, things right. because, because again, you got to re- recognize everyone in this story has to keep, being loved by a parent. Mm -hmm. And so in order to feel loved and safe, kids will do anything. And in some cases they have to get away from that because it's just too painful. They can't because they're not getting it. They'll never get it as opposed to Sam still trying to get it. And Dave supporting Sam. I just want to leave Dave out. And then the brother getting all of it, yeah. but just has to disappear as a person yeah. potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what I want to get into. And I'm going to have you guys answer the questions for us, for your, for yourselves. Well, yeah. maybe you could pretend you're David. As, the, as the person with no job and zero life of his own, I think I can help. Uh, <laughs> I can help. <laughs> so you're the brother. Scott, you're the middle kid. I don't know. Uh, okay. So the re- so so I wanted all that framing t- so we could go through this exercise. So if anyone is yeah. listening and is like, this oh, this resonates. I yeah. do not love no. this. Um, I'm going to now blow your minds. I should have gotten consent forms. I feel bad. I did not. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. So <laughs> kids will do a thing when they, and, and I am, I, I can find tons of compassion for mom and dad in Ohio. I, I don't think it comes from nowhere. It comes from generational trauma. It comes from other sure. things, right? They, they, so were, they were made to be like this by their parents. Basically. Yeah. And it sucks. Ways, and I, and I feel like there's a lot of folks in that same camp that just don't understand what's happening to them as their children are waking up to having to do different things. Um, so I, I, so that said, we're going to just make them caricatures right now. <laughs> um, cause they are for just yeah, for our purposes. Sure. Okay. So what kids will do when they have immature parents is um, it will force the child to adjust to their parents' emotional limitations. A kid does not know what it's like to be in another family. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy, though, when my kids go to someone else's house and then they come home and they're like, I really appreciate you. We really really don't know how good we've got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. or I think my house is so messy and and one of my kids came home after babysitting somewhere and he's like, um, you can't go back. It's so messy. I was like, oh. So our house isn't as messy as I thought, you know, ha ha. 
<laughs> because kids just don't, you know, they, they're, yeah. they're going to adjust to whatever the environment is. And if the parents have emotional limitations, like the ones I just listed, right? Mm -hmm. the, the kid will adjust. That's how it works. Yeah. So when they react, they have to, um, they're, they're essentially needing some basic things. They need to be noticed, cared for, and engaged with. That's all a kid ultimately needs. But in order to get those needs met, they were going to have to put themselves in a pretzel to figure out how to get that need met, right? And so many, this will be really common. Everyone might have one of these to some varying extent, but a, a child who's emotionally deprived a little bit will come up with a fantasy about how they will eventually get what they need, Okay. Okay. So if I did this this whole uh, hour differently, I would have said, hey, guys, what's your fantasy about what you want in the future? And you'd say, well, if I have enough money, then I will be happy. And we can actually go backwards and start with whatever your fantasy is now and rewind the clock to find out, hey, what fantasy did you have to come up with as a kid hmm. to get what you needed? Right. So maybe it felt financially insecure. And so you now have this grown-up fantasy, a child made up, by the way, that if you had enough money, you would be happy. Mm -hmm. And that's just factually not true. We have enough studies to prove it, though yeah. we all still deeply believe <laughs> <laughs> that we will be happy. But that may be a clue to what was the healing fantasy. They're called healing fantasy. What was a healing fantasy you had um, as a child to get your needs met? So another one might be, um, like maybe there was a lot of loneliness. Uh, emotional loneliness or pain in your childhood. So you might have a healing fantasy of, um, you know, if I'm attractive enough, mm. if I'm thin enough, eventually someone will want me. I, I won't be alone or, you know, mm. some other, maybe when, maybe if someone is afraid of me, maybe when I have my Tesla, people will finally <laughs> think I'm respectable. Yeah. Sorry. I like to make fun of Teslas. Um, or whatever the fantasy might Thanks be, like there's, <laughs> there's a way to finally get what I need. I'll be fit, famous. I'll be rich. People will be afraid of me. Eventually, I can be safe. I'll have what I need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is essentially about being loved one day, and it helps them keep going, right? Yeah. So I would ask Sam and probably Dave, what were the fantasies you you had as a child about when would things be okay? What would that look like? Um, here's the problem with them, though. Yeah. Is a child created them, and now you're an adult. Yeah. And you secretly expect your closest relationships to make those healing fantasies come true. Mm. How many people wish you would make more money, Scott, so that Kim could finally have the life she deserves? Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, I'm using your names, but what I mean is, yeah. that's yeah. that's how common are we looking at a partner? Like, if only you, blah, blah, yeah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Could, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You you would make me feel safe, right? Yeah. Um, and so that a childhood need turns into an a, adult relationship problem. Um, so we we eventually think people will change or do something and then it will fix the stuff that we need fixed right um okay so that might appeal to everyone or under or sort of apply to everyone in some form right like what was it we were wishing we would have that we then expect a partner to to fulfill so i don't know if she's done this with dave um and it could be that she's still and this is really common you're still hoping your parents will do it 
Yeah. I'm still waiting for them to see me and meet me where I need to be. To finally, to finally meet all the demands you had as your, your yeah. fantasy as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And just normal stuff. Let me repeat the things you need. It's just to be seen, <laughs> mm-hmm. known, uh, noticed, cared for, and engaged with. It's not a lot, right? Except when, let's say, something, you know, a parent's depressed. Let's say a parent is in grief. Let's say a parent has a, a substance abuse problem. Like, you can't do those things with a kid. Mm-hmm. And all of us grew up drinking hose water and playing in the woods. At least the three of us. I did, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I drank a lot yeah. of hose and so water. Yeah. It Riding doesn't mean... Without a helmet all over the neighborhood. All that yeah. lack of love, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, I like to complain that the pendulum has swung so far, but I might be changing my mind on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sure. I think we can. I can. I think we can do it in unhealthy ways and put somehow still make that ki- kid his job to make us feel like we're good parents, and that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, okay. So there's one other additional thing, and then I want to ask you guys some to do some questions with me. Okay. Um, the other is when a parent um, basically gives a kid the the key to a door, the doorknob lock, right? They they show you a locked door, and they say. All right, to open this door, you have to become the right kind of key, right? Mm. And so what we develop is not our true selves, but we develop what's called a role self. So you are playing a role. Mm -hmm. And you figure it out, oh, this is how I get attention, love, and acceptance. So maybe it's I get really good grades. Maybe it's I play sports. Maybe it's I'm silent. Mm. Um, I had a client the other day who is very tall, said, all I knew is I needed to be really small. And this this is a six foot three woman. Really small. And Interesting. Yeah. That's how I fit in the keyhole. It's just don't take up space. Don't make noise. Wow. Don't. Yeah. And you're like, what? To you're what like, benefit? Like to what, you know? To what end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's a that's a the the question. If I yeah. become so self, self-sacrificing, yeah. then other people will praise and love me. If I become small and don't cause problems then I'll be safe in my family unit. So you will pretzel yourself wow. into the shape of a key that opens that door. Um, and it sounds like Sam and Dave are done trying to do that. Bending as themselves, contorting themselves into yeah. that keyhole. Yeah. Mm. Right. Um, and so some kids really find the role that keeps everyone happy. So let's take her younger brother. His role keeps mom really happy. Mm. That's why he's the favorite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then ad- as an adult, when you've been doing this as a child, as an adult, you c- tend to keep playing that role, hoping that someone will pay attention in the way you wished your parents had or will love you in the way you wish your parents had. Sure. So when you find yourself in social situations, always people pleasing or making sure everyone's comfortable all the time, or, you know, sometimes those are clues to, oh, I needed to make sure that everyone was comfortable back in the day when I found the key to keep my family happy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, some of this is just going to be within every family, a bit of normal response, right? Like, okay, my family, I can't just scream whatever I want. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I won't do that. But this is more on the extreme of you, you can't be yourself. You're not getting needs met. Being yourself makes you extra vulnerable. You need to be and play the role that you need to in order to get some of that stuff done. Mm. Okay. Any thoughts, questions, and um, then I'm going to follow just, up with you. You're describing your my in-laws, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, you really are exactly. like hundred percent, like up and down. This is a description of some of that stuff. Right. And right. It's hard. Right. And unfortunately, so, 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 so many of uh, folks in a particular age range fall into this type of parenting. Um, I mean, you, you got to remember the first parenting book, I think was started in like the forties or fifties. Um, and then everyone like caught wind of it and started doing the same kind of parenting thing. And it was the first time anyone was told like, Hey, maybe you don't just wing it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and the winging it served a lot of good purposes in the sense of, you know, kids just became model citizens or followed the whatever, or shoved their feelings down and just worked harder. I mean, I would assume we could maybe figure out numbers of how much um, GDP is based on people just not having feelings. <laughs> right. Probably, right? There is probably a, there's probably a quantifiable number there. I don't totally. like that, but I'm yeah. sure there is. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, so here we're going to get into the, the healing part of this, the good stuff. Um, so Sam and Dave, get a pen. Everyone else, if this has resonated at all, you might want to get a pen. <laughs> um, okay, so one is to identify because you might just hear this and go, oh, yeah, maybe. But really to identify what your unique healing fantasy and role self are, there's some great questions um, to ask yourself. So um, fill in the blank. And I'm going to have you guys do this one, okay? okay. Ooh, sure. You're going to give yourself away. If you don't want to, just say nope. <laughs> and then, then we'll move on. If, if it's something that that might just open up another therapy session we might have to save it for another, another yeah we could push yeah. pause but but i and i'll read through all the questions but i'm just going to ask you guys the first one okay yeah so i wish other people were more blank oh interesting so we're to answer quiet. this quiet um, <laughs> um, okay just kidding just kidding um, uh Forgiving. Forgiving. Oh, okay. I wish right, pe- I wish people were more um I don't know the right word for this, but I know what I want to say. Uh, uh, more uh, accepting? Uh, uh, no, like open. Authentic. Honest. Authentic. Open. That's the word. Authentic. I want Good. more authenticity. Okay. All right. Next question. Why is it so hard for people to Blank. Be quiet. <laughs> I don't know why I'm focused on that. <laughs> um, why is it so uh, hard for people to, to see things through other people's mm. uh, through other people's eyes from other yeah. people's perspectives? So, like have empathy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why is it so okay. hard for people to? Oh. That's that's kind of the same one. I'd say that too. Okay. Yeah. Similar. Okay. So for a change, Copy I would channel. love. S- <laughs> so Why can't people have is- their own original answer to Wendy's question? <laughs> <laughs> I wish people Trigger could warning. come up with their own answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's another one. For a change, I would love someone to treat me like blank. Royalty. <laughs> Royalty. <laughs> Lavish me with gifts. I always have to get the jokey answer out, so you get that. Like that's the that's the hard layer of uh, zingers frosting before you get to the cream filling inside me. That's right. Uh, For change, I would love someone to treat me treat like. Me like. 
I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah, I like the way people. Yeah, generally, I get treated fine. Um, um, I'm sure there's something. Okay. I'm trying to think fam- in okay. a fam- like familial ways. Like, okay, I got one. Yeah, that's for the in-laws again. I would like people <laughs> to treat me like an adult who does not need you to tell me how to how to live my life. <laughs> Wow. How to dress and live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Coming up All next right. Thursday on Therapy Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mother-in-law comes on the show. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to read the next two. You don't have to answer these, but I, 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 this is really for Sam and everyone else too, of answering some of these questions. Like you wish people were more, you, why is it so hard for them to, why, why can't they treat me this way? Mm-hmm. Um, these last two, maybe one of these days I'll find someone who will, in an ideal world with good people, other people would blank. So mm. you come up with, like you're mm. teasing out the what didn't I get met as a mm-hmm. kid. So if your answer was, I wish other people were more honest. Why is it so hard for people to tell the truth? For a change, I'd love someone to treat me like I deserve the truth, right? You can find mm-hmm. the theme. Yeah, the pretty much exactly. Then you're like, okay, I guess my parents really held a lot of stuff back or they yeah, didn't think I, that I, I was old enough to understand things and totally lied to me. Right. And, well, there yeah. was crap going on. My dad cheated on my mom and no one said a word. Yeah. And yeah. I just felt yeah. the vibe, right? Like that can be real kids. Mm-hmm. By the way, kids feel stuff as we all know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I don't need to tell people that. Do I? Uh, kids, ha- okay. kids have emotions. Ding. Kids are not <laughs> robots. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's how you would kind of tease out the fantasy, um, the fant- healing fantasy. And then if you are, resonating with this and have a therapist go talk to them about your healing fantasy because it means there's some stuff that maybe you still need to look at um and trying to understand maybe the unmet needs and then a child's response which is to create a way to survive that and it may be harming your current relationships right um okay then the the other questions i want to ask just about the fake self you have to be in order to to get along I'm just going to read them so everyone can fill in the blank. I try hard to be, I'm going to actually do this with you two first. Okay. I try hard to be blank. Um, I try hard to be, uh, listen. Genuine. Genuine. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, you're good. Users. Genuine's good. I like, uh, I try hard to listen or to, to be, 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 listener. be listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since you, said, well. since you said B, yeah. I, had, I had to, had yeah. to restructure it, but yeah. Okay. All right. How about this? The main reason people like me is because I... Um, ha- have all the major consoles and some old machines. <laughs> um, uh, I think both of you should answer funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, it's certainly... What the Part first thing that I put out to people is I try mm-hmm. to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, like things that sound like we're boasting, like we're trying to put on a show kind of thing. Yeah, like I hate that <laughs> as we're putting on a show. But yeah. like we're you know <laughs> we're trying to portray ourselves as something we're not like ah what let's you know yeah I hate yeah. that. Here's the funny thing. I hate that feeling, but yes, I I think yes. to Wendy's question, I think that's probably a fair one. Yeah. 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 The main reason people like me is because I'm funny. Other people don't appreciate how much I do. 
Um, yeah. Is that too yeah. short? There, look at things through their perspective. Mm. That's, that is a hundred percent like uh, something I think about like, uh, with someone like, all right, I'm, I'm trying to look at this through your, your eyes and, and I'm, I'm understanding where you're coming from. Why can't you do the same thing for me? Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Coming I have always two weeks been on therapy Thursday. <laughs> yes. In two weeks. It'll be Brian's follow up. Okay. Yeah, no. How about, I have two more. I have always, I always have to be the one who blank. Uh, makes, uh, let's see. How does that work around here? I'm the one that has to make compromises, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine's similar. Mine's make the peace. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like I'm living with a bunch of really selfish, selfish people. I'm not, but, but there are times that I feel like I'm the one who compromises more than, more than okay. other people. Yeah. Okay. Tina, I, Tina I, not at all in this list, by the way of. Yeah. Um, we love Tina. I have to so mediate. Scott, I, it's a mediation job sometimes. And I don't mean in yes. my immediate household. I mean, in general. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And also I would throw this one out maybe for you, Scott. I always have to be the one who breaks the silence. Oh the yeah. Silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> okay, I can't help with it. the joke. Okay, uh, I'm deconstructing comedians live on radio right now. You guys do. Realize this is <laughs> I, what was, we're doing. I was waiting for the blank. I'm deconstructing blank. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Damn. Sorry. Let me uh, re- let me do the final one. Okay, here we go. I've tried to be the kind of person who. Um, I've tried to be the kind of person who, because these questions are are in relation to others. Right, because I could say, well, I'm trying to be the kind of person that's getting real good at Tetris high scores, but right, you're not really yourself, asking that. Right, it doesn't really matter what you're trying to be for yourself. It's trying to what you're trying to be for, yeah. for everyone for you else. This is a general you. thing. I'm trying yeah. to be a yeah. person who's honest or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Give me the phrasing of the question again. I've tried to be the kind of person who. Um, people, people can rely on. on. Oh, we did the Ooh. same one. Oh. Jinx. Jinx. Coke zero. <laughs> Buy me a Coke. <laughs> Yeah, buy me a Coke Zero, which is just fine, chat room. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. All right, all right. All right. So I love it. Uh, here's the thing. I'm not going to actually deep dive on either of you because you're you're not as yeah, we're, we're disturbed. As, it's not even fun. We're the shallow no, end of the pool yeah. is what you you're saying. You guys are not that damaged is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, not um, that but, damaged. Okay. But right. really, when, when someone is writing these things down, they're going to be – I try hard to – keep the peace. The main people reason like me is I'm a peacemaker. Like if, if you're finding again, the theme, the theme is the role self that you played had to do with, I have a job as a young person to make sure this family isn't exploding. That's a huge burden on a kid. So you see how they're connected the role I play so I can figure out how to get my needs met. And then the fantasy of what I'll get later on in life. So I can survive this. Maybe my mom will finally treat me well. You know that you know the amount of like blissful crack this mom in Ohio would have if she could just do her freaking work and then come to her kids and say, I my bad. I'll yeah. own all of this and apologize. Yeah. I have created so much harm. Can I, you know, can I do anything to meet some of your needs and it be real? I yeah. mean, it would blow everyone's brain. Sure. It would not. Mm-hmm. It's beyond. And that's why everyone go to therapy. Um, but also, <laughs> you got to manage it if that that mom may never have that insight, may never do the maturing. Because often they're in their 60s and 70s and 80s. And now we're going to be taking care of them in their older age. And 
talk about time to get triggered, especially yeah. now that they need you even more Yeah. when they maybe always needed you to manage their emotions. Now, suddenly you are literally their mother or father in terms of caretaking. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's a everyone. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. And so this Sam- Samantha and Dave have an idea, which is we'll get out of here. And when anyone needs to get out of there, you got to ask yourself a couple of things. Is this for the thing you're going to or the thing you're getting away from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it's the thing you're getting away from, often it's a, it's a flight response to lots of chronic stress, yeah. right? And which I think is pretty obvious here. Um, and so I think slowing down and doing some of this work, and I'll tell you, everything I talked about today, I stole from a book. I wanted to tell you at the end so you'd think I was smart. <laughs> oh, I can't uh, believe it. This is terrible. You're smart. I mean, that's I, I uh, the so, Look you, at me. Yeah. I tricked yeah. you all. Yeah, this is, what? Wendy's question was, uh, I always try and trick my brother and his co-host <laughs> on his show. No, that's not right. Here's the thing. If you asked all my friends what I'm good at, it's making something seem like a fun surprise, and then when I tell you, it's not really that great. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. Right. I just sure. did it. Can confirm. Ooh, it's classic yeah, week. Yeah. Totally confirmed. Uh, okay. The book is called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Right on the nose. Wow. Um, do not <laughs> leave it on the counter. That's what I was going to say. You just leave that out Thanksgiving. <laughs> just see what happens. I might buy it just for that reason, just to see what kind of uh, reaction. I, yeah. it's, it is so good. And I went through some of the things she has you do in it. I had the questions are in here. It teaches you, it teaches you how to heal it. It like, it's, it's fantastic. It's from Lindsay Gibson, G I B S O N. Mm -hmm. Um, I just absolutely love that. She called it exactly adult children, emotionally mature parents. There is no hiding what this is. No, it is Um, exactly not hidden behind a a very vague title. It's, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Jeez. And it's, it's great. So get it. If any of this resonated, um, and, the the work of healing some of this is not easy, but man, I'll tell you what's harder. Live in Ohio two blocks away from your mom who treats you like that. <laughs> that's what's hard. Yeah, yeah that's right? hard. And so hopefully this gives them some some things to start practicing with and go grab that book and anyone else because it's a lot of free therapy in this book. It's pretty great. Really? Um, and do the exercises and you know, I think anyone who anyone who could need someone to grow up. So you can have a healthy relationship with them. Um, it's, it doesn't happen. It doesn't, it rarely happens. You can't make them do it. You can ask, you can beg, you can try, you can drag them to therapy. You can do all sorts of things. It's really, really difficult to get someone out of some of those things if they don't want to, or don't even see it's happening. And sometimes these parent roles are so strong that they just don't think they have any problems. Right. Mm-hmm. And and one thing that will resonate to people, at least it seems obvious from the internet, is like when you give feedback to a, your parent about maybe not getting some of your needs met, they'll go right to, well, I was just a terrible mother. Oh, my or, gosh, dude. Yes. I like, tried. Exactly. It's like, here's, mm-hmm. here comes the guilt. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that, that one hits home. That is an immature response, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that is not someone who can see that this other person is a full human with needs and feelings. It's like they never grew up after raising their kids growing up. And so Mm -hmm. you're going to have to do the growing up. And so uh, stay hydrated as you are (laughs) healing your inner child and raising your own children and dealing with your parents who are children. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I get the, I get the, that one really tripped, tripped a wire. That one, that one really Uh gets me because I, (laughs) my mom used to do that a lot. And she used Uh to say, you know, I remember, Dad, my dad made this mistake once. I may have talked about this before, but he made this mistake of trying to 
trick my mom into thinking he forgot all about Mother's Day until the very end. <laughs> do you very do you remember this? Day. This was like a family oh, famous yeah. thing. And he was like going the whole day is like acting like he doesn't know. She's not saying anything because she's like, why isn't he, you know, what's going on? Yeah. And we all knew on we all knew because he said, Don't tell your mother I had this awesome patio set or whatever it was he did. And so the whole day goes on like this, and my mom is getting more and more frustrated. And by the end of the day, she's not talking to anyone, especially my dad. She's just like yeah. Yeah. major mood. And he goes, Surprise, freaking it's we did it. We did it, everybody. We waited all day. And look, we didn't forget. Here's this thing that cost way too much money. And she just wasn't having it. Yeah. And I remember at some point in all of this, before it all got smoothed out, she had said the phrase, well, I guess I just wasn't a very good mother and wife then, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> and I remember at the time going, well, that's that sounds wrong. That isn't right. Oh no. And we were yeah. what, I was like twelve or something. I don't know what I was, but I remember I remember being I remember that just sticking in my craw and going, Yeah. No, that isn't how we're supposed to I don't think that's how we're supposed to right. do this. That's not how the surprise is supposed to work. No, like, yeah. This is kind of Scott, this is this is therapy for you, but guess what just happened to me? Oh no. What? <laughs> Tell I me. realize why I do dumb surprises. Because <laughs> <laughs> you talked about that earlier, like you do yeah. this big build up to something that's not so great, but that's the yes. reverse. It's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the non build up to something that is great. Oh, right. By that point, right. everybody's so mad that they don't want the great thing. Okay, good clarification. But there's still yeah. something about maybe there's that still I a am, connection. Yeah, that I'm trying to be like, like not do it the wrong way, but still everyone. You needs like to the reveal, like, regardless. Like the reveal. You get the you get the reveal from yeah. From yeah, I like the the, the yeah. trampoline at the in inside the house at Christmas. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> But I don't often have a trampoline inside the house. Yeah, y'all, y'all think we're kidding. By the way, my dad put a full size, like rectangular full size, not some dinky like little Olympic round one, size. like That's Olympic size trampoline in our house in the living room, so that when on Christmas morning we didn't know, he did it all the night before. We all walked down yeah. the steps and find that and the thing, and then we and it stayed there for like three and a half weeks or something. I was gonna say because you have to really, <laughs> yeah, because so you have fun. to take that thing apart. <laughs> To to get it outside, yeah, it's a huge pain inside. in the it's a huge pain in the butt. The problem was, I I guess at the house we were at, we didn't have finished yard yet, so a lot of the, that was part of the reason. But I know How mom was the ceiling. Mom was in it was high. We had a high like ceiling. One of those weird, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. But didn't we fall? People fell head. off a lot, and like it wasn't. Oh, it was not OSHA right. approved. Nothing of this was OSHA approved. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but it was amazing. But I think it's inside me to do that, yeah. and then. People find it annoying because it's like, okay, I'll tell you later, and then I don't. They think that's what I'm doing, and I'm like, am I? Shoot. I guess Wendy needs a session, guys. Yep. All right. Yep. Get that book. I hear it's got a lot of free therapy. It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) It's got a bunch of free free therapy. Is this this book has been out like on my counter or just wherever my kids see it, and they're like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and it's it's from the library and so the sticker is over the adult part it just says children of emotionally immature oh parents <laughs> oh that's, yeah, great. Like, that's great my kids are interested they're like what's this i'm like you should read it i and love it. that is this one of those libraries yeah. where like you can look at the checkout card and see who all has checked this book out before <laughs> Well, when I went there, like, it's some new, some new uh, clients. It has this like waiting list. You know, you can only Uh have it for five minutes. And then the waiting list, it's like 147 people are waiting. (laughs) It's good, though. This, I'm buying it. It's going to be in my library. It's that good. So I recommend it. All right. Give the name one more time so people don't. It's Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Uh, Lindsay Gibson, how to heal from distant, rejecting, or self-involved parents. I'm going to write it down so that I remember. 
to post it's it in stuff. the notes. It should uh, just awesome. be given out at Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I agree. People I need to give a copy to. Yeah. I was going to say that's a per- dude. Thanksgiving. That's where I need this thing. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And not even if they imagine? don't read it. I just want it laying around so people see that title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like you it's did with so your kids. Funny. That's amazing. That'd be a surprise. Yep. Uh, well, I want to hear back from Sam and uh, Max. No, what was his name? Uh, Sam and Dave. <laughs> that's a whole different. That's a whole different. Pop culture Very right. different. The reference. Uh, anyway, you guys, let us know what you end up thinking or doing. Um, I'm Wendy and you, even Wendy and I are. Rela- we're not going to say who, but we're related to people who did something like this, where they just bolted. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was like cool. what. We still kind of don't know what happened there, but um, just had to get out, basically. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's weird, mm-hmm. and there are other Happens. circumstances that are probably unique to it. But anyway, I want to know how they how things turn out for them because this resonates. I think kind of across the board, it's yeah. almost like a magic trick. Everybody's got something like this in their life. So. Yeah, and someone will have a follow up of their own experience with this. So write in about that. I'd love to hear that too. Oh yeah, it's not from we love yeah we love your follow up. So get those to us. Uh, the the morning stream at gmail or you can text us 801-471-0462, or you can voicemail us as well, that same number, or you can go to therapythursdays.com and contact Wendy directly. How about that? How about them apples? Wendy, have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. Perfect timing. There's a little baby. Here, bring it. Oh, good deal. Let's see what we got. Oh, it's okay. Is this Ramona? No, that's okay. This is is little Phoebe. Hi, say hi. Say hi hi to Brian. That's Brian. Oh, there's a big scary face here too. That's not, Brian's not the scary one. Say hi. Oh, Oh. did you hear that? It's adorable. Give me a kiss. Kiss. Okay, see you later. (laughs) I'll come see you soon, okay? She's like, okay. She's the best. Um, All right. I mean, Van's great too, but (laughs) I got a real real thing for Phoebe right now. They're, they all keep replacing each other. What's what can yeah, you do? Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's a new there's a new favorite in town. Um, Brian, we're about done. I do have a couple of quick things. Yesterday we oh. attributed an email or a yeah an email a voicemail to, a voicemail. That's what it was uh, mm-hmm. to somebody named Amanda who was not the same Amanda, and she wanted to correct it. So she says this: Good morning, sleepy and bashful. It's Amanda from yesterday's request for invisible string. Thank you so much for playing that. Just wanted to clarify: I am not the Amanda that sent that voicemail. I am Amanda Catherine X. In the chat and Discord. I graduated high school with 12 other Amandas. Ha ha. There are a lot of us out there. That was her saying ha ha, not me being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was even desensitized to my own name in the hallway. If someone said, Amanda, I didn't turn around because it probably wasn't me. Love the show, though. And thank you for everything. Aww. And she left us well, a little thank heart. Thank you, Amanda. And I'm sure it's all because of, uh, it's all because of Boston. Yeah, right? It's the band, yeah, yeah, because they. Uh, how's that one go? Amanda, I'm take you by the hand and make you understand, Amanda. There you go. Why am I? Why am I always in the mood for that when I hear it, but then I forget to go listen to it? Like, <laughs> go pull up third, third wave, third. I'm, I'm gonna do contact? it. Contact. What was what, it called? The one with the big space. Well, they all called? had spaceships, but what was they the, all had a big guitar spaceship? What third, was the one? It was so good. It was something third something. Um, Oh, that's yeah, an album I want to hear. You know what? I'm doing it today. I'm not going to put that off. I'm going to listen yeah, to it, it was today. Uh, Homecoming Dance with Lisa Tordenshield, and that was really her name. Tordenshield? Uh, she was, she was uh, Scandinavian of some sort. Third Stage, that was the album. Thank you, Moose. That's a rare drop from Lisa, the final boss Lisa in the last Lisa Tordenshield. Game. Tordenshield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's word of the day, by the way, is this. Pseudo-pseudo-hypoparathyroidism. Yep. So oh, that okay. Your- Pants and Don't enjoy forget, it. folks, what? the pH at the beginning of all that is silent. You have a meeting? When's your meeting? 
Oh, we'll be done in three minutes. Not really. Can you mute it, sort of? <laughs> hey, I can't help it. I got this show that's going here. Yeah, All right. We anyway, wrap. we'll wrap. We'll yeah, wrap. we'll wrap soon. Uh, anyway, thank you for that message. You guys can send us that stuff. Just go to frogpants.com and you'll find a link to all the ways to get in contact with us. Don't forget core tonight at five, 4 p.m. Not 5, 4. A uh, bunch to talk about there. It's Helldivers Week, man. You guys got to hear us go on about that. Also, The Pond tomorrow, as Brian has mentioned a bunch of times, 9 a.m., mm-hmm. same time as TMS. So be there. It's going to be fun. Play retro that afternoon, film sack this weekend, and a skim at some point. So lots of content. No reason not to listen. Uh, for everything else for this show, go to frogpants.com slash TMS. Brian, that's going to do it. Do you have music to play at the end of the show here? <laughs> do you have music to play? <laughs> Great. Great. Yes. Uh, this is... Uh uh, from TRPW, uh, he says, it's my birthday on the 25th of February and my age overtakes Heinz varieties. So you can do the math there, folks. Uh, the Ventures did a version of the router's Let's Go Pony, which is the first recording of a very familiar clapping rhythm, especially at sporting events. Um, you probably know the clapping rhythm, but it doesn't seem to have a name. It's not like the, the Bo Diddley beat or, or that sort of thing, mm. but it's the. Oh. That, that's there. okay. That's just called the yeah. clapping rhythm. That's the let's go rhythm or oh, the, the let's go the, rhythm. The ventures okay. of the routers. Um, the, uh, the rhythm has been used in other songs, but it's not the same rhythm as used like in Tony Basil's uh, Mickey, for example, mm. the routers version might technically count as a cover. And I prefer it to the ventures version, uh, signed TRPW. Well, by golly, we're going with the routers version. It's time to reset the routers. And, uh, actually the name of the album is let's go with the routers from 1963. <laughs> Here is let's go pony. Oh man. Awesome. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Please come to the pond, please. All right. We'll see you then.
Get more at frogpants.com. I ain't got no gas.